Ipsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the goblin and took the spider out. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is August 23rd. It's a Monday, which means we're back with our Monday Night Raw reviews here for the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to, whether it's YouTube or on any of the streaming services we're on, like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Breaker, whatever it may be, be sure to follow us there. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us over on Twitter, at Deep Six Wrestling. We cover Raw. We cover WWE pay-per-views. We cover... Uh, New Japan, Impact, and AEW. So, uh, if you're into any of those things, be sure to follow us for more. It's free, doesn't harm anything, and uh, yeah. With that being said, uh, I'm joined. Well, I'm Pat, and I'm joined by. I'm Ryan, and I'm Joey. And I realized that we never did this on our SummerSlam review show, but uh, we had the predictions. For our SummerSlam thing, I came in last place, which means I will be doing a DIY video creating my own version of Lily the Doll. And the person who came in first place was not Angelo, who was uh, reigning with the Predictions Championship, but it was, in fact, Joey. So, Joey, you get to make your first comments as champion here on the Raw Review. Ah, uh, so this will make my, uh, my, uh, make it my fifth reign of the Deep Six uh, Championship. Not too sure that I'll ever actually get to see the physical championship since Angelo has it hostage and he's in Virginia. And I have to defend it again in two weeks at All Out and I might just lose it as quick as I got it. But, you know, it's nice to win. Um, I haven't won in a while. Um, but, yeah, I'm just so glad that I didn't have to make a Lily. Very creative person and uh, definitely not an, an artsy person, so that would have been uh, probably torture. And I'd probably pull all my hair out. Fair enough. Um, and if you're new here, before Raw every week, we always do a trivia show. Uh, and Ryan was a bit late with coming up on a uh, of an idea because we got to the last seven minutes of Raw and he still didn't have trivia, so. Around 9.30 tonight, 9.45-ish, the trailer, the much-anticipated trailer of Spider-Man No Way Home debuted, and so I believe we're doing Spider-Man trivia. Is that correct, Ryan? Mm -hmm. We are doing Spider-Man trivia. I won our trivia contest last week, and uh, we've been now we're keeping score of who, uh, who wins these things. So this should be interesting to see who wins. But, uh, uh, Joey, I wish you the best of luck here. Thanks, buddy. Um, also, if you hear any uh, noise of jingling bells in the background, it is my cat Nugget. So uh, just be mindful. She currently is a bit energetic, so you might hear her on the podcast. Yeah, she's got the zoomies. But uh, I'm going to toss it to Ryan, and he's going to get us started here with our pre-show podcast trivia. So Ryan, it is all up to you now, buddy. Woohoo! All right, so we're going to do Spider-Man trivia. Not about the movies altogether, it's just Spider Man in general. Alright, multiple choice as always. Um, well, not always, but tonight it is uh, multiple choice. Um, we'll do it as normal, uh, or as we did last week, where I'll ask one person the question since it's multiple choice, you only get one shot at it. Um, if you get it wrong, toss it over to the other person um, and see what they've got to say. Um, oh, 
Oh my god, what is that? How was Apparently that? this ha- this has uh this has volume, so let me turn that down. Oh baby, we got a, we got um, a dingo now. Yeah. We got an official we got sound effects for yeah, the I wanted to make I wanted to make sure like it actually says like if I got it right or if I have to do the whole quiz. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, so how many uh, questions is this? We'll see. It's a thirty six question thing, but I'm gonna not I'm not gonna do thirty six questions obviously. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. you guys would like that. I mean, it's better than wrong. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Okay. If, it, if it's going well, we'll go for it. But right. go ahead. If we start getting, like, every question wrong, then uh, yeah. we'll, we'll stop. Yeah, some of these, like, just looking at the first page of these, like, some of them are pretty easy, and then some of them are like, well, I didn't read the comics, so. Okay. Uh, since um, you won, Pat, yeah. uh, do you want to go first or second? Well, last week when I won the coin toss, I let Joey go first, so I'm going to go first this week. Okay. I'll take that, so. Do you want to say something else? No. Okay. Because you leaned into the mic, so. All right. Uh, also, if you like start to answer before I finish the question or anything, that's like if I like I didn't read all the answers and you're just like, oh, it's this, you're wrong. Sucks to suck. All right. Um, so question number one: What comic book did Spider-Man first appear in? Was it Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, Amazing Spider-Man number one? Marvel Tales number 17 or Tales to Astonish number 8? Ooh. I have two guesses. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Tales to Astonish number 8. Incorrect. Right. Joey? Joey? You can give him the options again, real quick. Yeah. Amazing Fantasy number 15. Amazing Spider Man number 1. Marvel Tales number 17. Or Tales to Astonish, number eight. Amazing Spider-Man one. Incorrect. The actual answer was Amazing S- Fantasy number fifteen. Damn, down August nineteen sixty two. Ah, great year. Ryan, you might want to speak up. Just looking at this, it was uh, oh, your audio was low. low. Oh man, so just... that, that's a that's a difference. Normally it's, it's normally you're too loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just writing your names down so I can keep score here for you guys. Fair enough. Um, all right, Joey. Yeah. Who was the first supervillain Spider-Man ever encountered? Was it the terrible Tinkerer, <laughs> Supercharger, Doctor Octopus, or the Green Goblin? The Green Goblin. Incorrect. Part of me wants to go with the terrible Tinkerer. Because the Tinkerer is like not like. Tinkerer is like a, a decently famous villain. It's an not awful name. Like, well, it's not always known as the, the terrible Tinkerer. Um, Say Tinkle. Tinkle or Tinkle? Just the, just the Tinkerer. Tinker? Tinkerer. Tinkerer? Tinkerer? What does that even mean? Like he tinkers with stuff. He's like an inventor. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, was in, uh, he was in Homecoming. He's the guy who makes like Vulture his gear and oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go. Who it was Doc Ock Tinker and who's the third person? Supercharger. Supercharger feels like such a rare. I've never heard of that person. So that's the what I feel like it might be them. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go safe. I'm gonna go Doc Ock. Is it Doc Ock? It would not be Doc Ock. Please tell me it wasn't Supercharger. In Amazing Fantasy number eighteen, Spider-Man battled Supercharger. Oh, you gotta be fucking the living battle battery. I've the living pre- battery in the previous. <laughs> In the previous installments, he had only battled small-time crooks. Wow. 
So there's still no score going into number three. It's competitive shit, dude. Number three. Shit. Pat. Are you ready? Are you looking up supercharger for uh, living battery? He looks like uh, he looks like uh, um, how do I describe this? Ego, the living planet. No, he looks. Well, I'm looking at his. I mean, I don't know which one is his original design, but you could look it up. I did. I looked up his debut, and it's still oh. giving me different ones. Okay. Um, well, look up whatever. He looks, more, he looks like a like a Power Rangers villain. Oh, um, that's interesting. Okay, go ahead. All right, number three. Pat, we're back to you. Yeah. What supervillain kidnapped and then murdered Peter Parker's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy? Was it Green Goblin, Electro, the Rhino, or Dr. Octopus? I'm assuming this is based off the comics and not the movies. Mm-hmm. Because if it's the movies, technically none of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I'm sure this happened, <laughs> it might have happened multiple times because comics, things happen, people come back. I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. It's Goblin, right? In Amazing Spider-Man, number 121, the Green Goblin okay. kidnapped Peter Parker's then-girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, and dropped her off a bridge. Peter tried to save her, but when his webbing caught her, it gave her, broke her neck, and she died instantly. Oh, God. All right. Well, I'm on the board. Final. All right, Pete. And Pat has number one. Spoiler, if you haven't read that novel. Or if you haven't seen The Amazing Spider-Man yeah. too. Number four, Joey. Which character bullied Peter Parker in high school? Was it Robbie Robertson, J. Jonah Jameson, Biff Tannen, or Flash Thompson? What the fuck? Read him again, please. Yep. Uh, Robbie Robertson, J. Jonah Jameson, Biff Tannen, or Flash Thompson? with the first one Robbie Robertson yeah that is incorrect Flash Thompson it is Flash Thompson Flash Thompson what kind of name is that was a star football player who mercilessly bullied his high school classmate Peter Parker but greatly admired Spider-Man an irony in which the superhero took some gratification um fair for, he's for those unaware, he is, he is uh, in the, he's in he's in the original Sam Raimi trilogy and he's in the current uh, MCU one and famously in Spider-Man Homecoming, it tries to start a penis Parker chant at a mm. party where he goes, "Y'all say penis, I say Parker, penis Parker, penis Parker." Uh, also, he's in the trailer for he is one he has he his, has his bleach blonde hair from the comic books. Yeah, so gross. Alright. I don't pay attention to the names. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. Number five, Pat, we're back to you. When Spider-Man was first offered membership into the Avengers, he was required to catch what superpowered being as a test? Was it the Wasp, the Hulk, Doctor Doom, or Kang the Conqueror? It's definitely not Kang, because that would be a weird one. Doctor Doom wouldn't... Uh, you know what Doctor Doom it could be? I feel like it's not the Hulk. It's gotta be Doom or the Wasp. I feel like it would be like... If it's like a test, I feel like it makes sense if it was like kind of a stage. I'm gonna go with the Wasp. Incorrect. Fuck. Joey. Because it's not the Wasp. What were the other three options? The Hulk, 
Doctor Doom, or Kang the Conqueror, the Hulk. In Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 3, Spider-Man was offered membership in the Avengers if he could capture and return the Hulk to Avengers headquarters. Wow. Although he did manage to capture the Hulk, Spider-Man was suspicious of what the Avengers wanted with the green-skinned monster. Feeling pity for the creature, Spider-Man decided to release him instead of turning him over, thus failing the test. Damn. Okay. Joey is on the board with one. Pat. Well, I go. Oh, I went yeah, first yeah, with Joey. Yeah. yeah, Joey. What did Spider-Man bring home from the first Secret Wars? Was it A. a keychain? B. a new girlfriend? C. a new costume? Or D. the alien flu? Is this comic book related? Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go with a keychain. Incorrect. (laughs) 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 What? Uh, It's a deuce. Spider-Man brought back the new black costume from the first Secret Wars. Unfortunately, the black suit was Venom. Venom. So Pat is up three to one. Three. I got three right? Oh, Flash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Pat, we're back. To you. Who was the guest speaker at Peter Parker's high school graduation? Oh, what? Was it J. Jonah Jameson, Reed Richards, Captain America, or Dr. Otto Octavius? Oh, fuck. That's it. That's Otto. It's Otto Octavius. Incorrect. What? All right, so... What are the three other options? J. Jonah Jameson, Reed Richards, or Captain America? Definitely not Captain America. Um, isn't the first guy like in the newspaper thing? Yeah, and Reed, Reed is Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four. I'm going to go with the first guy. J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah. When Peter Parker graduated from high school in Amazing Spider-Man number 28, the guest speaker at his graduation ceremony was none other than the Daily Bugle publisher, Jay Jonah Jameson. 2-3. 2-3. 2-3. Joey is back in the game. Joey, back to you. Why did Stan Lee reject Jack Kirby as the original Spider-Man artist? (laughs) Was it A... His drawings were too heroic. B, he was mad about a baseball game. C, he wanted too much money. Or D, he missed the deadline. Okay. Ooh. Well, this was this would have been the original. This would have been the first ever Spider-Man mm-hmm. career. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it'd be dumb to be mad over a baseball game. That one also seems oddly specific, though. It does. I'm going to go with the baseball game. It is not the baseball <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have picked the So it was Mr. Deadline, Too Heroic, or... Too Much Money. Deadline? When Kirby showed Lee the first six pages he'd drawn, Lee recalled... I hated the way he was doing it. 
Not that he did it badly, it was just not the character I wanted. He was too heroic. Instead, Lee turned to Steve Ditko, who developed a visual style Lee found satisfactory. Interesting. I wonder if the um, the Jack Kirby drawings are still up. Let's see if I can find them. Yeah. Um, who are we on to now? Back to you? Yeah. Yeah. You found them? Wait, did you get that right or wrong? No, I got it wrong. No, oh, I, I guess that it was because of a deadline. It was because that the original John was too heroic. Yeah. Do you want to see what it was supposed to look like? Yeah. It looks like Captain America. He has, he's a fucking gun. <laughs> okay, that's that's just not right. That's a cursed. That's a cursed image. <laughs> that's a cursed image, dude. Delete what that from your computer. He, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, we'll be on their way. I'm sorry, Nuggets. You had to see that. All right, Pat, are you ready? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. What was the first Spider-Man spinoff series? Was it Sensational Spider-Man, Marvel Team Up? Untold Tales of the Spider-Man or Spectacular Spider-Man. Can I have the options one more time? Sensational Spider-Man, Marvel Team-Up, Untold Tales of the Spider-Man or or Spectacular Spider-Man. Sensational Spider-Man? Incorrect. So can you repeat the question then? Yep. What was the first Spider-Man spin-off series? Marvel Team-Up, Untold Tales of the Spider-Man, and Spectacular Spider-Man. Untold Tales. Incorrect. The answer is the Spectacular Spider-Man. I I felt that was too easy, but all right. I know. All right, Joey. To tie. Oh, God. What color hair is Mary Jane Watson's hair? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Is it black? Blonde, brown, or red? Red. Yes, it is. And we are tied at three. Do we want to continue? Yeah, we're tied. We have to. We have to. Do we want to, like, continue? How how many questions have we gotten to? That was ten. That was only ten? Yeah. I said go another ten. Why not? It's only been, uh, it's only been... It's been 20 minutes. That's fine. Okay. Does anybody have anything too much to say about Raw? No. no. Go okay. for it. Pat, what was the name of Peter Parker's uncle? Was it Ben? Are you fucking you kidding me? That's fair. Or Thomas? It's Uncle Ben. It's Thomas. It's Thomas. Correct. <laughs> and he was killed in the very first edition. What a travesty, man. <laughs> Poor guy. I love him, though. Joey. Yeah, that's me. Why did J. Jonah Jameson prefer Lance Bannon's Spider-Man photos over Peter Parker's? Was it A. Bannon was his nephew. B. They were cheaper. C. They made Spider-Man look bad. Or D. They had better lighting. They had better lighting. They made Spider-Man look bad. Jameson would typically accept Bannon's photos because they made Spider-Man look bad. Well, Nugget has joined the party. She is looking at the mic. So she's right next to the mic. So if you hear anything, it would be the cat on the table. Mm. All right, Pat. Back to you. Are you ready? I am. 
Which superhero convinced Spider-Man to reveal his secret identity to the public in Amazing Spider-Man number 533? Was it Captain America, Reed Richards, Iron Man, or Daredevil? I feel like, so Spider-Man revealing his identity, I feel like that's part of the Civil War storyline. Is the same year it was? Just Amazing Spider-Man number Don't even sound real. Oh, <laughs> what is this? The fucking <laughs> like what? The fabulous frog man? Like what is that? The fabulous um, frog man. If it's not him, I'm looking up what he looks like. <laughs> oh God! Repeat all of them besides the hobgoblin <laughs> and the frog man. Gatekeeper and man wolf. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Man Wolf. J. Jonah Jameson's son oh was John Jameson. John Jameson was an astronaut selected for a secret mission to the moon. While collecting lunar rock samples, he came across a glittering red gemstone, which, after his return to Earth, would later graft itself into his skin, causing him to transform into a wolf-like human yes! creature known as Man Wolf. When exposed to the light of a full moon. What is it? What's the spider? What's the frog guy? What's his name? The, the fabulous frog man. That's dude. Also, can we then get man wolf, please? <laughs> <laughs> can we get? <laughs> Holy no. shit! No. Look at this. Oh, Look, it's literally it's, fabulous. It's, yeah, he's literally like in a costume though. Like, you can see his eyes there. He's like a fat man in what? that. And you want to see what Manwolf looks like? Yeah, I'm just saying. Can we please get James Gunn to do like a Sinister Sixty Six movie <laughs> so we can get fabulous? So we can get like crazy characters. Yeah. Right. Manwolf sounds silly. Manwolf looks pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, let me get a better picture of this guy. There we go. This is uh, this is what again you guys can't see this, but if you're listening, you can always look these up. This is Man Wolf. Okay. Okay. He's got yeah. a sword. I mess with it. It's yeah. like a medieval swordsman. It's pretty yeah. cool. Tonight that came. Huh? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go for it. Too busy on Man Wolf. Who gave Spider-Man a pep talk after he was defeated in his very first encounter with Doctor Octopus? Was it? Captain America, Iron Man, the Human Torch, or Aunt May? <laughs> yes! I've been waiting for that. Nugget, our cat, my cat just knocked over a can of Lysol. That's, that's good. She literally just stared at us. As I'm, I'm going to go pick it up and take her off the table. Can you repeat those while I get her? Yeah. 
Are you ready, Pat? Yeah, 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 go for it. Captain America, Iron Man, The Human Torch, or Aunt May? Aunt May? Incorrect. Joey. Okay. What issue is this? Doesn't say. It's just his first encounter. It's in the comic books. in the comic books, obviously. Yep. Uh, I, I, I've clicked on the answer. Uh, it is in Amazing Spider-Man number three. Okay. Um, and what are the options besides the AMA? Captain America, Iron Man, or the Human Torch. I'm going to go with the Human Torch. Human Torch is correct. Wow. Okay, before... The speech was never give up, even when things looked tough. Okay, before we continue, I have found out, uh, as I've been Googling Man-Wolf, that apparently Sony is developing a Man-Wolf movie. Oh, fuck yes. Um, Interesting. <laughs> it goes right no along with Morbius. <laughs> I have no idea if this is true or not, but oh my god, that's fucking insane. Yeah, I hope they, I hope they like get somebody real random for it. I wouldn't be shocked. Alright, go on. Alright, Joey. You're back in this, you're down by one. This tie. Oh God! When I come back, who was J. Jonah Jameson's secretary when Peter Parker started to work at the Daily Bugle? Was it Felicia Hardy, Mary Jane Watson, Betty Brant, or Jessica Drew? Okay, say so those options again. Felicia Hardy, Mary Jane Watson, Betty Brant. Jessica Drew. So it's definitely not MJ. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Hardy. Incorrect. Pat, to take a two-point lead. <coughs> Betty Brant. Betty Brant is correct. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't have anything else to add on that one? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to save time. Out okay, on okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's fair. Alright, Pat. <laughs> Take another three-point lead. Who was Peter Parker's first superhuman girlfriend? Is it Black Cat, White Tiger, Kitty Pride, or Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel? Incorrect. Joey. What are the other three options? Black Cat, White Tiger, or Kitty Pride? Black Cat. Alicia Hardy, a.k.a. The Black Cat competed against Mary Jane Watson for Peter's affections, but eventually lost out. She eventually Damn. would date Flash Thompson. Damn. But Joey, you are back in this, back to a one-point deficit, chance to tie. Again. What other superhero helped Spider-Man the first time he fought the Ringmaster and his circus of crime? <laughs> what? Was it? Daredevil, Hawkeye, Iron Man, or the Human Torch. Okay, what what issue? What does it say? Amazing Spider-Man number 16. 16. I'm going to go with the Human Torch. Incorrect. Damn it. Ah. What were the options? Daredevil, Hawkeye, or Iron Man. I feel like Daredevil probably wasn't around then, so I don't want to guess that. I'm going to go Iron Man. In Amazing Spider-Man number 16, Spider-Man and Daredevil what? battled oh, the off. Ringmaster wow. and his Circus of Crime for the very first time. Should have guessed it. 
All right, Pat. The supervillain known as Mysterio started his career as what? Ooh. A magician, a librarian, a stuntman, or a shield agent? It's one of the two, and I'm not sure which. I'm going stuntman. Mysterio started his career as a Hollywood stuntman. I knew that was He later it. branched into special effects, but quickly grew tired of his constant backstage role. And when a friend jokingly suggested that if he wanted to become really famous, he should take out one of the new costumed crime fighters, Beck decided to try to kill Spider-Man, thus launching his criminal career. That's weird flex. So Pat, you have a one point lead, or two point lead now. Uh, we said we were going to do another 10. This would be number 20. Do you want to continue on to this or no? Um, Joey, what do you want to do? You want to do what, what, you're two points behind? What do you, you feel? You want to end it here? do one more question for me, and if I get it wrong, I lose. Okay. okay. What actor played Spider-Man in the 1977 TV series? <laughs> Was it? It was a TV series? Ah. A live action? Or a cartoon? Yeah, guess it. Uh, I don't want to look it up because yeah. I have to guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this one, buddy. Go ahead. Um, it seems like it was a live action. I didn't even know that was a thing. Was it Sean Cassidy, Nicholas Hammond, Parker Stevenson, or John Travolta? Well, I think you can rule one of those out, probably. <laughs> Look at the first guy. Sean Cassidy? Yeah. Incorrect. Ah, oh, damn. Pat. There it goes. Sean Travolta. Get the Hammond guy? Nicholas Hammond as Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man aired in the United States from September 19th, 1977 to July 6th, 1979. It was... Cons- it... Uh, Although it was a considerable rating success, the CBS series was canceled after 13 episodes. Jesus, dude, the costume looks disgusting. <laughs> you see? Nope, don't like that. Also, there's just a guy with a kendo stick behind him. I don't see the issue. <laughs> so, Pat, if, if this is it, if, since we, we said it's it, Pat, mm-hmm. you've taken a commanding 2 0 lead in the. Trivia standings. How does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel pretty good. How are we going to do trivia moving forward? Since you're not going to be here. Um, that's why I can call in. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, Joe, you got any comments? Uh, well, what were our final points? Oh, um, final point standing for this was Pat with nine, Joey with six. Um. I think my final comments are uh, I may have lost trivia, but I am still the Deep Six champion. That's, That's, fair That's a four. fair point. You don't have to make it all. Yeah, well, guess what, Joey? I'm buying an actual title belt that says <laughs> Raw Predicted Raw Trivia <laughs> Challenge. No, no. That's how the mid-card title gets added. <laughs> yes! And it's going to be better than the, ori- the, the original title, just like just like in our, su- our 2K leagues. I love fair it. Enough. Alright, Raw time, everybody. Raw talk? Yeah, the show opened with a recap of SummerSlam, and then we went into Bobby Lashley's entrance with MVP. Uh, we get a promo here from MVP addressing the controversy of Lashley beating a child up. 
um, and putting him in the heart lock. And he says that he and Lashley were both uh, shocked to see Goldberg even show up to challenge for the title and uh, that we all know about his extra, uh, extraordinary history in the wrestling business, but we also know about his recent not-so-extraordinary history. And uh, either way, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's still a powerhouse, and that makes him a worthy challenger, but they didn't know that he was going to show up with his son, Gage Goldberg, and uh, MVP says he doesn't know if he brought him there as a distraction or a support system, but whatever the case, he showed up, and Lashley did not know that it was him, and there was no way that he could have known, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a fair example, or not example, fair, uh, argument, like, if I'm standing in the ring after a wrestling match and somebody comes up from me behind, that is true. I don't know if my first instinct is, let me turn around and see if it's an underage child, I feel that like my true. first defense is, like, self-defense. I think it's the same, but at the same, uh, I'm pretty sure if the, that was, that really what happened, he would probably, like, you know, or something. Oh, yeah, and then the hurt lock. Yeah. Hurt lock. <laughs> I also feel like it, it would have, like, it would have been different if, like, Gage was out there, like, he came out with Goldberg, but he didn't, right? He, like, came, he wasn't there for the entrance. He, like, came down after the match, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I still don't really have an opinion on it. It's just kind of weird. Um, but uh, Damian Priest eventually comes out and he takes issue with MVP. And, uh, and he says that everything MVP is saying is just to build up Bobby and make him feel good. And he talks a bit in Spanish. And uh, he says he challenges Bobby Lashley to a match and says that if he doesn't accept it, then he'll be the coward. And uh, this officially sets up our opening match for all, which is Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion, versus the new, uh, the new United States champion, Damian Priest. The match starts, and uh, the quick sign that this was going to be very short was the fact that they immediately started going for signature moves, whether it was uh, Damian Priest's Big Boot or Bobby Lashley's STO. And sure enough, this is over in a matter of a very few minutes as Sheamus sprints down to the ring and attacks Damian Priest from behind, leading to a DQ. Drew McIntyre makes the save, and we go to break, and then we come back. And we have a tag match. Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. Um, say what you will about WWE. They're consistent with their uh, how they book Raw. <laughs> I feel like for years this is how everybody viewed Raw. It would either be DQs to set up tag matches or six-man main events. And here we are with a DQ setting up a tag match. Uh, Before we go too far into this, we need to address um, how Drew comes down. And Drew throws Bobby Lashley almost dropping oh, the square shit, on his yeah. head. Uh, it was a horrible looking suplex toss. Um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming he just like slipped because Bobby's a very sweaty man. Um, and Drew just literally like tries to get him up for like a suplex toss and just like he falls out of his hands and like almost drops square on his head. Uh, so. Back to back times we've seen Bobby Lashley on TV at this point almost dying from yeah. poor poorly executed. Almost dropped, his, almost dropped on his little baby head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Drew McIntyre follows it up by picking him up and driving him onto the announce table, to which Jimmy Smith says, There goes our commentary table, as the commentary table stays standing. Why not? You actually took notes. 
That was the only thing I took notes on. <laughs> what a what a fraud! I gave, I you gave, had to write that down. That one thing down. I needed. I needed to have the quote. I needed right. to have the quote. Absolutely brilliant. Um, this match it was just a regular tag match. Um, eventually, Lashley and MVP walked out on Sheamus, and Sheamus lost via Claymore from Drew McIntyre. And we proceeded to have Damian Priest have a stare down with Bobby Lashley uh, from the stage. So interesting to see. I don't really want Damian Priest versus Bobby Lashley as a match of Extreme Rules because mm-hmm. we don't need more champion versus champion stuff on their show, especially because Damian Priest is just going to lose. Right. And uh, yeah. So Brian, what about you? <sighs> I don't want Damian Priest versus Bobby Lashley currently because Bobby Lashley should continue to look very strong and you shouldn't try to make your secondary champion look weak. Um, I also don't understand the booking here for this tag match that happened because the whole promo that MVP did beforehand was about how everybody's a coward when it comes to facing Bobby Lashley and then Damian Priest came down and said that, oh, well, if you don't accept this challenge and actually fight me or fight anyone who comes down to challenge you, then you're, you, you guys are cowards. And that triggered Bobby. But then he flees this match being a coward. Um, that doesn't make sense. Um, it's silly. It's stupid. We get more stupidity later in the show between this uh, and a match for next week out of all of us. Um, also, don't need Drew near the title picture again. Don't need that. Doesn't make sense because he already has the stipulation of he can't challenge for the title as long as Bobby has the title. Uh, yeah, that's a fair thing. Joey, what about you? How would you feel about Damian Priest versus Bobby Lashley? Um, I know he was just trying, I know Damian was just trying to make a point, uh, but he came off here as the biggest fucking Goldberg mark there's been um but yeah i agree with ryan's point uh you guys you really shouldn't put your like world champion and then your like mid card you know champion together because you know you don't want your world champion to lose and then you also don't want like the guy that just won on saturday to lose um so yeah there's really no reason for these two to be feuding so it's kind of silly but you know I guess they have a uh, lack of challengers for Lashley um, until Big Daddy Goldberg uh, recovers from his injuries and they make their way to Saudi Arabia in October. So. Fair enough. All fair I got to say about enough. that. Um, moving on, we went backstage. Dewdrop was being interviewed, and she said that she made the mistake of associating herself with Eva Marie. She didn't sign up to be treated like she was worthless, and she says that Eva thought she was putting her down by calling her Dewdrop, but now Dewdrop likes the name. And then Eva Marie rushes in and just starts smashing her face on like a production crate. So this is officially their breakup, and they are now feuding. We got the announcement later on that they will be facing each other next week on Raw. So Dewdrop versus Eva Marie, and her name is no longer changing from Piper Niven. She is just Dewdrop. Also, Eva Marie says that now the, this is the true evolution. Great. What a time to be alive, everybody. You know, 
You know, this this is for all you just wait and see nerds out there. Um, you know, people saying like, "Oh, she's definitely going back to Viper." Just wait, just wait and see. Well, you know what? We constantly wait and see, and uh, we continue to wait because uh, nothing really comes out of anything. And uh, <laughs> I cannot believe this woman's name is going to be Dewdrop. That that's insane to me. <laughs> that's that might be one of the worst wrestling names of all time. Dewdrop? I, I, I do not disagree whatsoever. I just don't understand. I also want to say that not only is this like a, sh- a shot to everybody who's like, oh, just wait and see. It's also everybody who's like, oh, well, you just we just need more women, more women segments. WWE does so many women segments. AEW does no, not enough women segments. They only do one, one a show. And you can do as many as you want. If they're as bad as this, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like we had three, four women segments on the show. Um, none of them were particularly good. All of them felt meh. Um, and this was atrocious. Yeah, I I actually uh, truly believe in uh, quality over quantity, and uh, I think that's kind of what you should be looking for when it comes to wrestling um, and WWE like does the exact opposite of that and they just kind of like throw everything at you at once and kind of try to you know make up for the quality by giving you more quantity and uh, it usually it usually misses yeah I, uh, it's, a, it's a fair point after this, we get Joey's favorite moment of the show. Carrying Cross's music hits. And oh, yes. stage where Carrying Cross is dressed like oh. a, a gladiator game. Uh, what in the fuck? No more NXT champion. He lost it to Smojo yesterday at TakeOver. He's now out in, like, red suspenders. Oh, I love it. And a gladiator helmet. Well, the suspenders aren't real suspenders. They're no. In a form of an They're X. in the form of an X, and they kept falling off during the match. Yes. Uh, yes, he wore them during the match, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, this get, this just, just, just keeps giving me more and more reasons to dislike the guy. He comes out to it. face Ricochet and just absolutely murders Ricochet, hits him with his finisher, puts him in the cross jacket, and Ricochet taps out. And, dude, I, I cross is so fucking dumb. I'm, I'm done. I'm, that's it. Um, do you have anything you want to say about Karen Cross, Uh, not what was already said. Um, pretty sure everyone saw it that watched Raw. Um, <laughs> I can't get over the mask, dude. <laughs> They're like, Kinky Cross. Kinky Cross, yeah, baby. That's, that's who he is. He's Kinky Cross. Somebody ring the kingster. He went from, he went from Killer Cross... To Carrion Cross. To Kinky Cross. To Kinky Cross. This man is just like downgrading as he moves out through. Soon he'll just be Cross. Cross, yep. (laughs) Um, After this, we get uh, a WWE.com exclusive where we see Logan Paul after SummerSlam. Um, Baron Corbin's there, Big E's there, and he calls Baron Corbin an asshole. This sets up Moist TV with John Morrison hosting and Logan Paul as his guest. Logan Paul comes on out here and this man 
gets booed more than I think anybody in WWE mm-hmm. in memory. They were not having this. Damn, you let the man talk. This felt like the night after WrestleMania 33 when Roman beat The Undertaker and he just came out to open the show and the fans just booed him and didn't let him speak. Um, he tried to speak over it. This came off as really just like weird though because like Ryan pointed out as we were watching, they kept like in the, in the video beforehand, they positioned him with... Uh, Big E, and then before this we saw him with the Viking Raiders uh, before commercial break, so they were putting him with baby faces, so I think they were expecting him to get cheered when he came out here. And he came out, his audience fucking hated him, and he just kept promoting boxing fights for him and his brother. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted this. Miz came out, and the people were cheering Miz over him, uh, and yeah, John Morrison basically uh, ends up siding with um, Logan Paul. Logan Paul decides to leave Miz and Morrison just start screaming at each other in the mics, and you can't hear what either of them are saying. Xavier Woods comes out, and then we get Xavier Woods versus The Miz. Um, This segment was awful. Uh, I don't need Logan Paul on TV. I hate the moist shit with Johnny Drip Drip, (laughs) and him and The Miz just bickering on the mic and screaming at each other did absolutely nothing for me. So, woohoo. Then we get the match itself, and it, it was a match. We had... We had Morrison spraying the floor, and it turned into, like, a slip and slide. Uh, Miz eventually slipped and went into steel steps from it. And uh, it's raw, so you know we need at least one schoolboy here, uh, a roll-up. And sure enough, Xavier Woods rolls up the Miz for a victory here. What a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, before, I'll, just finish. Before, uh, I'll just finish off on this segment, then you can say whatever. Afterwards... Morrison apologizes, but Miz doesn't want to hear it. Morrison says, let's have a dripstick fight. Goes and gets the dripsticks, and as they're ready to start, Miz just attacks him, beats him up, and hits him with a scroll uh, skull crushing finale. And uh, officially, Miz and Morrison are broken up, and they did announce we are getting Miz and John Morrison for next week on Raw. Thoughts? Um, I, f- I don't like the fact that we're just rushing this feud right into being a match already. Um, if this goes to Extreme Rules, it's even worse because that means that we're just going to get rematch after rematch and segment after segment over. Like You should have like a healthy build for a match, I feel like. You don't need to be like, okay, we're just going to do rematches. Doesn't have to get, that doesn't help anybody. Um, I wanted to say before Pat got into the... Um, what happened after the match, but PW Insider is reporting that Kofi Kingston is injured. Uh, he last had a match and was last appearing at a dark match on the August 16th Raw, um, and apparently he's still not cleared to wrestle from whatever happened in that match. Um, so it sucks for that, uh, but that makes it a little more understandable why Xavier's by himself being a Razor Ramon cosplayer. Um, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Miz and Morrison splitting up because Morrison deserves better than being a guy who just talks about wetness, but some of his wet puns are great. Okay. Joey? Uh, yeah, sadly, I don't, you know, they're split up now, sadly, I don't see John Morrison stopping his current gimmick the whole Johnny Drip Drip thing um, 
And that's a shame because I'm just not a huge fan of it. And uh, it's kind of weird that that's what John Morrison wanted to do with the rest of his career. He wanted to come back to WWE and do this, which is very odd. Um, and I gotta say, this is probably. Honestly, this is probably like some of the worst work of Miz's career. Like, that he's ever done, honestly. <laughs> like, this whole, this whole stuff with John Morrison. Ryan's shaking his head. Definitely some of his worst work. Not counting, like, when he first came into the company. Because that was just, you know... He was a rookie and he was all that stuff. This guy is established and... I don't know. I just think it's some of the worst. It's been very cringy, but I wouldn't say it's, like, his worst stuff that I've watched. Um, I feel like I, I, I wasn't a fan of his babyface run where they were just, like, shoehorning his dad in. Like, in Shane McMahon. What? I, I didn't care about Mr. Miz. How could you not like him? Potato Man. Dude. Damn. What? Um, yeah, wasn't wasn't a fan of that. That is unheard of. Man, I don't think that was as offensive. If, if, as no, if that, was, that was goaded. If I'm a... George Mazzani? If I'm like a 40-year-old man and I need my father to fight my battles for me... Right, right, I, right. It's George Mazzani. Have you seen dude, the but man? But if you're a 40-year-old man, you're playing with like water guns and soaking people. It's cringe. <laughs> I mean... What yeah, that? it's bad. But... At the same time, I'd rather like, it, it, have my dad on my side than than but, Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> at the same time, like you, in my opinion, you can't say, "Oh, you, I hate these heels who are being cringy." When in AEW, there is a literal faction, a top faction, whose whole gimmick is just let us be as cringe as possible, Ooh. and that is the elite. I don't think that's their gimmick. I think they're just dumb funny. I wouldn't say it's cringe. It, Don Callis and Kenny Omega saying 69 me Don in the middle of the ring that's after winning the title. And then getting on the floor and spinning around each other. You're saying it as yes, you're, saying cringe. It, you're literally saying it as you're laughing though. I think I think that's you can, good you can like both of them. I don't yeah, think it was I cringy. Think I, think I, think I think the elite's comedy on I don't. For the most part, is very cringe. I think it's funny because it's more mature. When because when you look at John John Morrison and Mrs. cringe like cringe and comedy, you know it's like more PG kind of. So it makes it come off like like for a child kind of. So it's but that's like, who their audience eh. is. I know. Is, is it their main <laughs> demo is fucking over fifty year olds? Fifty that year olds is true. are eating yeah, the apparently tricks they, they, and they and they like it. Those people have bad fucking taste. I'd rather watch Don Callis and Kenny Omega sixty nine each other on TV than <laughs> watch these two fucking idiots play with tools or make a slip and slide and have Johnny Drip Drip trying to make every single water pun in the world and sometimes they don't even make sense. Hey man. White guys are the best guys. What was the thing you said about the river tonight? Something about deliver me the river? Or... <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't it. It, 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 I exactly. It's like it fucking sense. You think it's great? You don't know what he said. We yes. gotta get Angelo's opinion on this shit because he loves John Morrison. Yeah, I, I, I said that. I, I said earlier. I want. I I hope this means that we can get to John Morrison being a serious baby face. That's not gonna, gonna happen. happen. See, that's what I'm afraid know. of. Like, uh, it's gonna happen. I mean. 
When was the last time they treated Morrison seriously? Probably Andy before Morgan. his release, the original time. I, I wasn't watching wrestling then. So I think it was, yeah. before, it was before. It was. I hope that before I mean, his release, like, uh, he, they were taking him seriously. Now, now they don't. He's just a fucking sidekick. I mean, he's, he's pretty. He's the sidekick of Miz originally. He wasn't always with the Miz. Right, but when he was with the Miz originally, I feel like they were both equal at that point. It's not. I was like, saying, no, John Morrison he held like, the IC title and like had some. You know, he was tag team with Eminem. Yeah, but yeah, was, again, as I said, when he was with the Miz before, I don't think he was the sidekick. I don't think he was the sidekick. I think they were more equals at that point. It wasn't like Miz was world champ with Morrison. No, so it was before Miz's like rise. I mean, then it makes sense why he was a sidekick because Miz is a multi-time the only multi the only the only multi-time Grand Slam champion in WWE history. Unfortunately, but again, don't say unfortunately. Don't say unfortunately. No, I'm saying unfortunately. Do you see his world title run this year where it was just treated as a joke? Oh, that was that was trash. But exactly, which is the reason he's the only his, two-time Grand Slam. His, fir- his first title was good, I'd say. I, I feel like most people would not say The Miz's first world title run was good. Hey, man, it gave us one of the greatest memes of all time. Crying Miz Girl? Crying Miz Girl. I guess. Anyway, from here... And it gave us... Without that, we wouldn't have had the once-in-a-lifetime match, Pat. That's true. That happened twice in a lifetime. From here, we go to Reggie walking through a park, and he's talking about when he was a kid, he never uh, had enough money to buy ice cream, and he goes up to an ice cream truck and says, two, please, and they give him two ice creams uh, with, what was it? It was like peanut peanuts. 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 Like, dude, that's a that's a, like a red flag right there. <laughs> what if he had an allergy or something? I also would like to know how this, how this ice cream man knew what to give him, why Reggie didn't pay, why were they ready already? They were ready, and then... Because he was trying to make a statement that he can now afford two, like, like, ice, two, creams, two ice creams. But he never paid. never paid. Never paid. Never paid. Akira Tozawa and uh, R-Truth are then there, and he he reveals the ice cream is for them, and they both then chase after him. We see, uh, <laughs> we see him climb up a tree as they chase him. Then he jumps off the tree into the most obvious trampoline spot I may have ever seen. More obvious than Sankara. He gets on top of the ice cream truck and then jumps off the back doing a flip, gets in the ice cream truck and drives away. The thing I want to talk about with this segment is as he's driving away, next to the ice cream truck, there is a like a mobile home, a trailer home, an RV. And... Some like shirtless redneck runs out of the truck and is like, I don't know if he's like shouting or something, but he's like looking like he's gonna chase the ice cream truck. And then we just cut away. This has to have been staged. Like, this was definitely part of this. And I would like to know why there was a random like hillbilly thrown into the background of this. Right? (laughs) What was the point? (laughs) There was no follow up on any of this. Um, utterly bizarre. Uh, we see Matt Riddle backstage, and he's on his scooter. He tries to hug Randy Orton, but Randy uh, resists and says no. Uh, Riddle hypes up the surprise, and Randy says he's not big on surprises, but he just wants Matt to do uh, give him one promise. Don't do anything stupid. And Riddle says, would I do anything stupid? And he leaves, and we go to Jinder Mahal versus... Mansoor, I'm going to be honest, I don't really remember this match. All I remember is that it ended in DQ when Jinder Mahal refused to stop stomping Mansoor in the corner. And so, 
Uh, yeah, Mansoor wins by DQs. We've got two. We've got two DQs on Raw tonight, and that was that. Um, I'm assuming neither of you have thoughts on Ginger and Mansoor. There's nothing really to, to, to latch on to. No, I don't care much. Yeah. Um, what do we got next? We had uh, Drew and Damian Priest talking to each other backstage. Uh, sure. Then we went to a Charlotte promo. Charlotte comes out to the ring. And she says, uh, she asked the crowd if there was any doubt that she was going to win the title again last night. And she runs down all of her championship wins in WWE and notes that no other female superstar can ever come close to her legacy. She talks about how she was looking in the mirror this morning and points out um, that she didn't just see uh, her, her, like, her image, but she saw like the image of a champion and all of her assets. And then she does a little spin. She says she hopes every woman in the locker room is listening, and she's starting a new women's revolution tonight, so you can thank her now or later. But don't forget to bow, because she's our queen and champion. And then Alexa Bliss's music hits. She comes on out with Lily, and she says that she just wanted to say hi, and that was it. Oh, so it does, it does appear we are heading towards Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss with Lily for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Oh, God. The women's division is dead, boys. Dead. Yeah, this is Murdered. stupid. Um, I also think what was even stupider than this was the fact that Charlotte cut this promo, then celebrated like it was the end of the promo with the fireworks and the Titan Tron and the music <laughs> coming on. And then she And then she started talking and, and like it would have been segment would have been perfectly fine if that was it but it wasn't we got this whole other thing with her talking about how you know now we don't have uh, somebody who wants to look like a superhero with her grubby hands on this title so now I'm gonna walk around so you can see what a true champion looks like with this body this amazing outfit these muscles and starts like twirling around and then Alexa Bliss like it was the whole second part of the promo was cringe as fuck and then getting the reveal that we're getting Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss the two most annoying people on my TV that are actually taken seriously on Raw nah don't like it get it away from me yuck Joey thoughts on uh, your future favorite match of the year um, magic. Look forward to Alexa Bliss's magic. That's all I gotta say. Um, I, you know, I could see this happening. I don't know when this match is gonna happen. Um, extreme Rules. I guess, yeah, Extreme Rules. Like, when's Extreme Rules? End of September, September 26th, I believe. Oh, wow, so we gotta really build this up. Um, which I'm sure we'll probably get a match before then. Um, but, you know, I can honestly see Alexa win, and, you know, just so, just so uh, Charlie can get another ring. <laughs> just keep going with the title count. That's fair. I, for one, am not excited. I expect this to be one of the worst matches of the year, but we, uh, I guess we'll see how this plays out. We get another... Oh, good. Hold on. So people are starting to sell the Lily dolls on eBay. Oh, good. Uh, and the average price of them is $100. Jesus fucking. Yucko mode. Dude, you're about to make one. So you better sell it I for should, I should make it. Yeah. $400. Yeah. Yeah. Homemade Lily homemade Doll. Yeah, Lily doll. No, you, no, you should say it's from the shop. We no, promise. say it's homemade. They'll think it was made by Alexa. Oh, in fact. 
with real human hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, after this, we uh, we got another promo from Elias, or Vignette, I should say, and uh, we get to reveal that Elias is not dead, uh, actually, so it does seem like he's going to keep the Elias name, um, but Elias, the musician, is dead. WWE stands for uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, and he's done the entertainment, but now he's time to conquer wrestling and become a champion, and once he does that, he can conquer the world, and he has a white-looking Undertaker hat. That's all he needed to be. <laughs> a wrestler. Was, was a fucking all hat. He I... let, me just, let me just say something. He literally looks the same. His character looks the same, minus uh-huh. the instruments, and then, yeah, he gained the hat. Like, I don't know what that does for him. I'm just excited to see what his new entrance is going to look like and what his gear is. <laughs> right, right. I feel, I hope it's like the Shawn Michaels thing from when he faced the Undertaker and had like the like the descent from heaven every week on Raw. Uh, where he just comes yeah. down from heaven and he's like a Christian. Right, right. He, he battles like Karrion Cross, this man who's like a, a de- like a soldier demon from hell. And he's the he's God's favorite angel. That's what we really need. Yeah, for it. After this, we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. This was a random women's tag match. Um, wouldn't be shocked if we get more variations of this. But Nikki and Rhea won, and it uh, appears that they might be a team now. Um, but it's another one of these teams where it's a will-they-won't-they-get-along. So Because, you know, WWE absolutely adores these pairings. Loves that. Uh, you have Nia and Shayna doing that. You have Nikki and Rhea. Tamina and Natty started as that. And so um, many before them. I'm sure Shotzi and Tegan will eventually become that. So what a what a time to be alive. Um, yeah, that was that. Riddle then came out, and we had 30 minutes left of Raw before uh, before this segment. So we all figured, or I should say I figured, I, I said as we were watching this, that we were eventually going to get AJ and Omos coming out in a match. Sure enough, we did. Riddle comes on out, and uh, we start this RK Bro Championship celebration. Randy Orton comes on down. And uh, we get the reveal of what the present is, and it is a children's scooter decked out in a bunch of Randy Orton stuff. And, and pom-poms. And pom-poms on the handlebars. And Riddle then proceeds to display how you use a scooter. AJ then comes out, his music shuts off, and he just stands there for a couple seconds until Omos slowly walks out. AJ reaches into his, uh, his jacket pocket and pulls out a mic. And then he starts mocking Randy Orton's new scooter, and he says that the only reason it's there is so Omos can break it across his knee later. He says that Randy didn't get Riddle a present, not even accepting his hug from earlier, but he says that he got Orton something, a phenomenal forearm across his face. He didn't get Orton. He got Riddle, Riddle, sorry. And uh, because he said that he's going to beat up on Riddle every week until they're given their rematch. Which, I really hope we don't have four more weeks of AJ versus Riddle. They can have good matches, but that doesn't make it mean I need to see it five straight weeks, six straight weeks. They can have good matches, but honestly, we had it last week, and we had it this week. Compared this week to, was meh. Compared, I thought last week was meh, too. Compared to the matches that they had like during the Thunderdome with no crowd, I'm not saying I want the Thunderdome to come back. I just feel like they've... Like, not had the same caliber of match since they came back. And, like, even Saturday at the pay-per-view, I was actually let down by the tag title match. I was expecting it to be pretty good. It was just fine. Um, but we uh, we had a match, AJ versus Riddle. Um, they did stuff. 
they did normal stuff. AJ went for uh, Styles Clash, which he appears to be using as a finisher again. Um, but he did not hit it. Uh, Riddle got out, and eventually Riddle was able to take him down with, was it the Bro Derek? Or the Bro Derek, whatever his finisher is. And that was that. After the match, Randy hit an RKO on AJ Styles. RK Bro hit the Randy Orton pose, and that was the end of Raw. What a time to be alive. It was a show. Um, this didn't feel any bigger than your normal Raw. Which uh, shouldn't really be the case, like coming off of SummerSlam, one of your biggest shows of the year. The biggest show of the year. Yeah, especially when SmackDown, they're already advertising Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch on that show. It just feels like Raw is such an afterthought, even for the company. So, like, why should anybody else want to support this show? But here we are, supporting the show, so I guess we're the suckers. Uh, I'm going thumbs down. I I will forget about everything on this show tonight. (laughs) Ryan? I am also giving it thumbs down. This was painful to watch at parts. There wasn't a match on this card that was like, man, this was good wrestling. Um, we got. Did we even talk about the Rhea Nikki? We I, did. I don't even remember talking about that. That was. I really hope we don't have a Nikki and Rhea tag team for the tag division because that's such a downgrade from these for these two. Super, um, super Rhea. No. Joe, your thoughts on the show? Uh, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. Nothing, everything, actually, sorry. Everything it was forgettable, I would say. Um, and the stuff that I did remember, um, I wish I forgot. Uh, so I'm going to go with the old-fashioned, you know, thumbs down on this show. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, dude. I don't know if we're ever going to get it. I don't, even, I don't know if we're ever going to come to an agreement by watching Monday Raw where we, all three of us, give a thumbs up. Well, you will once we get that four-hour Raw that Nick Khan wants. And yeah. the eight-hour Smackdowns. But, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I really don't know. And all I got to say is thank God there's other options for wrestling. Um, because if this was happening, say, a few years ago, um, I'm pretty sure my love of professional wrestling would be dead, and I would not be watching wrestling at all. So, <laughs> thank God for other options. Fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, that was Raw. Um, NXT taped their first of three taped shows today, and for those who care to know, I'm not going to run down the card, but... Looking at the, the results that PW Insider put up, Adam Cole did not appear at NXT, which officially seems to confirm his exit from NXT. So whether he comes to main roster down the line or if he jumps to AEW, uh, it seems very clear from the direction of NXT that he is no longer pictured in that brand. So uh, Makes sense. Any so big long. things that happened? Um, yeah, well, I'll sign off here, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it and if you want to hear NXT spoilers stick around for the next few minutes but uh, if not we appreciate it subscribe to the podcast be sure to join us next week and yeah I guess you can say bye to just for formalities bye and if you're still here uh, so the NXT spoilers for next week um, they're not next what is this Um, so they taped uh, some 205 live stuff that doesn't matter I'm glad that they're still having 205 live Mm mhm um, so they taped the they taped this week's episode of NXT today, and I guess they're taping like tomorrow night as well. 
uh, for the following week. Um, so we got um, a celebration for Cameron Grimes at the Million Dollar Championship. Um, oh man, I'm glad he became it. Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan returned uh, and aligned with Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne. Um, they were already aligned. Oh, well then there no, you go. Because that was McAfee's faction. Oh, yeah. yeah, but now with Ridge Holland. So. Um, oh yeah, because Ridge was supposed to be in it, then he got injured. died. Yeah. Uh, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis' wedding is set to take place on the September 14th episode of NXT. Good. Uh, Kaylee Ray wrestled some person who I have no idea. Um, Raquel Gonzalez got interrupted by Frankie Monet, so it seems like she'll challenge before Kaylee Ray, I guess. Or multi-person match. Um, a bunch of people seem to challenge Samoa Joe, including Pete Dunne. L.A. Knight and Kyle O'Reilly, um, but it looks like I, I can't even tell from this who the challenger is going to be. Ridge Holland also showed up at some point. Um, there was a big brawl. Um, Carmelo Hayes became the NXT Breakout Tournament winner, uh, beating Odyssey Jones. Well, that's a title champ person now too, because the winner gets a title shot. Oh yeah, I guess so. Um, Unless he chooses, like, the million-dollar championship. Uh, Gargano attempts to call off the wedding. L.A. Knight interrupts. Uh, so, I guess Gargano and L.A. Knight might feud? I don't know. But L.A. Knight's also challenging for the title? Okay. No Malcolm Bivens has a promo. Um, Roger Strong's doing an open challenge and claims to be the uncrowned cruiserweight champion. Um, and they did a... Legato Del Fantasma versus Hit Row... And a new woman debuted and aligned with Legato Del Fantasma um, as their um, answer to B-Fab of Hit Row. Who is it? It just says a woman. Oh, good. So I'm assuming they didn't. Well, because they didn't say her name. It was probably during the match. Gotcha. So that's NXT. So, uh, yeah, that was that. Um, anyways, we'll be back on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Thursday, Ryan and Angelo Impact Power Hour. Probably. Probably either Thursday or Friday. Thursday or Friday. And then uh, next week we'll be back with Brawl, but I'm assuming it might just be me and Joey. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe. We'll talk to you guys next time. And uh, have a good rest of your week. Bye. Adios.